Hello there. This is Barb and Vicki G. A mother and daughter reunited after 30 years. Welcome to our podcast. Season two, new and improved with fabulous guests. Joining us to discuss how we've all become stronger in the broken places. <laughs> you fit that in beautifully, Barb. Why, thank you, Vicki. You're not promised a beautiful life. You're not promised rainbows and kisses and sunshine. Even if you feel like you haven't done anything wrong and you feel like you're not deserving of it because life happens. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong, but you have to make sure that you have a solid foundation. So when things do crack, because they will crack, that you don't fall. Today, we have two guests, Tabitha Bailey and her mother, Tony Jacobs. Can you imagine being pregnant with a brain tumor? And her pregnancy really saved Tabitha's life. Molly was a miracle baby. Oh, yeah. She had surgery days after delivering her first child. I interviewed her family for my textbook. Tabitha was the cover girl. I know you'll love their beautiful story. Yes. Hi, ladies. Hi. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Would you please introduce yourselves? Tabitha Bailey. And Tabitha's mom, Antoinette Jacobs. I go by Tony. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> We're so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you you can tell world. you're in the hands of professionals. <laughs> Look out, world. They got to keep up with us. <laughs> uh, yeah. So could you briefly share your story of Tabitha's tumor and pregnancy. And I imagine this is a story that you've told together many times and with, with uh, Craig too, because you probably each have pieces of it. Tabitha and Craig gifted our family with our first grandchild and that was Molly Bailey. Aww. We believe that it's because of Molly that we have Tabitha Bailey. Uh, Tabitha, according to the doctors, had a tumor in her head, the back of her head, and we weren't aware of it until she became pregnant. And I believe until she started taking the prenatals and things start growing, mm. the doctor said, had we not found it, Tab would have just stopped breathing and would have died. Really? That's what they told us. Wow during the pregnancy, was there a sense that something wasn't quite right? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. My OBGYN was so upset that I wasn't more vocal <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> about how I was feeling. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know if my symptoms were just me being like exaggerating and being extra, or if this was just something was seriously wrong. Mm. At the onset, I I want to say that I didn't really feel anything extreme. It was more sinusy, like kind of head cloud fog, but yeah. still trucking along. And I want to say closer to the second, third, that's when I started feeling it. Um, and I started noticing my, my vision was really hairy and funny and I didn't feel confident driving. Also too, it was hard to kind of follow 
things. Like if I was watching a film or watching our favorite show, whatnot, my leg felt a little bit weak, my left leg. And I, I want to say that it looked a little atrophied to me. Uh, what did the doctors make of your symptoms? That was frustrating, you know, because I felt like I wanted an answer. And then I felt like they were putting a bandaid on my symptoms, right? So they would give me, say, a aspirin or something to kind of help calm my headache. And then I would lay down, you know, maybe in a dark room and then a couple hours later, I'd feel better. So it was just this temporary thing, but the, the symptoms, the underlying issues were still kind of lingering on. Wow. I did not enjoy my pregnancy with Molly. No, Mm -hmm. you're at the baby shower. Mm -hmm. There was obviously something going on at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Course, yes, I had a beautiful baby shower, and I just re- remember being completely out of it. I don't remember much of it, but I remember oh. using the restroom with mm-hmm. the, one of the dear friend of mine, and she was like having to kind of hold me up and help me use the restroom, and I, it just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't feel like I was mentally and physically there and could really just appreciate the moment of having my you know shower. It was just I know it was wow. gorgeous seeing the pictures. And then, you know, fast forward after the, that was over, drove back to Los Angeles. And I want to say it was a couple weeks after that is when I had the seizure. Yeah, it wasn't a couple of weeks. It was that Monday. Your shower was I on thought- that weekend and it was that Monday work day. Wow. It was that close. I don't remember feeling good that day. Yeah, you had gifts, shower gifts. You hadn't even opened, didn't even touch. Yeah, it was that Monday because Craig was going to work and he called me and asked, you know, will you come? I said, okay, sure. So yeah, you just retired. Yes. So your schedule was more flexible, which was nothing but God. Absolutely. I remember that day and I just felt horrible. I couldn't even, you know, sit up to eat. I couldn't answer the phone. I feel like I left the front door open. Like I just remember thinking like, I'm about to die. I remember literally just being in pain. And then my mom came and then I don't remember anything else. Mm -mm. And you mentioned the doctor's tap. It wasn't your OBGYN. It was the the times or the several trips you made to the emergency, right? Yes. And so at that point, so my OBGYN, so I live in Los Angeles. My OBGYN um, is like about 20 miles from me. So that would say an hour in LA traffic. So it's very far. So when I would have these episodes of falling out or passing out and throwing up whatever I would go to a local urgent care so she really wasn't as um in the day-to-day I Mm -hmm. didn't really involve her in those situations because it was like I like I said just a quick fix like here's a pill you're fine you know you're on your way and so when I would have my checkups with her I, I I guess I wasn't vocal enough um she did pull me out early I, I want to say maybe three weeks before I, I passed out, had my final episode yeah. um, due to stress. I told her, I was like, I just can't work anymore. Like I feel overwhelmed. And I thought that was it. I was like, oh, I'm probably just stressed out. You know, I probably just need to take a break. And um, it was something much larger out of, out of my control, obviously, mm-hmm. that was going on behind the scenes. Well, and that's part of what I really was happy to share your story with future future healthcare workers because mm-hmm. I think it's it speaks to women and mm-hmm. women of color continue mm-hmm. to have worse health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the more that people can be educated about that in school, 
the better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you say that um, when the ambulance came, when Tab um, pretty much just, you know, had a seizure right there in the uh, living room when I was visiting her, I overheard them, the, the attendants talking and they were debating as to which hospital to take her to as if one hospital had a better preference than the other in treating. Oh, really? I never really shared that, but, but I just, since you were, you know, mentioning talking to healthcare workers, I just thought it was interesting. And they ended up taking her to a, a fine hospital. Wow. They were the ones that diagnosed and did the uh, CAT scan. Yeah. That found the tumor. Go to. Wow. That was really yeah. fortunate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the attendants was a black guy and he was the one who was adamant about taking Tabitha to the hospitals that they did. Wow. Yeah. I'll add on to that. One of my episodes, I know which hospital you're talking about, mommy. I did mm-hmm. go there before and that's when the whole patchwork, one of the ones, you know, take an aspirin and you're fine. So I'm so happy they didn't send me to that mm-hmm. place because I don't know. Uh. Because we have no say so. I mean, they're the ones that call the shots to our knowledge. Yeah, just the the click of fate one way or the other. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Until I woke up and our, my head was shaven and I, I remember texting my hairstylist like, oh my gosh, my hair. I, I don't remember thinking about anything else with my hair. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. I was so out of it. We got our priorities. <laughs> no, and at that point, I didn't know about the tumor. I just knew that something was up. Like they, they, they shaved my head. Like, I don't know what's going on. Look, Vicki and Barbara, let me keep it real. Okay. You don't touch a black woman's hair. Yeah. Let alone shave it. Okay. No. no. What were they thinking? Imagine starting at her hairline above her eye, one of her eyes, and then just going back about two or three inches. Mm. Tabitha. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Hair related trauma. Yes. <laughs> we need to do another podcast on, on the black woman's hair. All right. Oh, yeah. No, but I feel so free now. Natural is best. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so, so they, um, they figured out that you had a brain tumor and they also obviously knew you were pregnant. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what was the, that decision like? Let me fill in before she answers that. So we waited in the waiting room for about an hour. Mm. They were trying to figure out what was going on with this pregnant woman. Yeah. And when Craig and I walked back there, I saw my daughter laying on this bed, strapped both arms. And uh, they told us that she had uh, a tumor. There was a maverick doctor there, a young cat. Yeah, you know, I can do the, the surgery deliver the baby a month early. And then that's when Craig said, oh, wait, I'm going to call the OBGYN and we're going to put together a strategy. Tabitha, what is it like to hear your mom tell this story about this time that you barely remember? It just seems so bizarre and almost not real. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm I can't imagine. I know how I feel about my children and Mm -hmm. I just... My daughter right now is a little bit sick and I feel like I want to take away, you know, any of her pain, any of mm-hmm. her hurts. And like, I want her to have fun and mm-hmm. to be able to do all the things that she wants to do. And, and it's just a little cold. So I can only imagine, you know, something that massive and not being able to 
as a mother feeling so like help, helpless and, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately the care is in someone else's hands. There's really nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Tony, I would love if you would be willing to share your experience co-parenting with your son-in-law in the early days while Tabitha Ooh, was still in the hospital. <laughs> Tabitha, cover your ears. <laughs> oh no, I want the world to hear this. I had to, I, I had to make sure I had my big girl panties on because I tell you, <laughs> that was a feat that was not for the weak or the faint at heart. We had been visiting Tabitha and so Molly's born and, and they said she was fine. Craig would then go downstairs and tend to Molly. Then he'd come upstairs, you know, I'd see you where Tab was. I could just see Craig all wide-eyed. Obviously he had talked with Tab. And so he just said, well, um, you know, it's, uh, he called me Mama Tony. Mama Tony, I'm not able to watch and take care of Tabitha and also tend to Molly as well. So I'd like to ask you to take Molly home. Now, mind you, Molly is two days old, preemie. So she's a month early and <sighs> she'd only been here two days. And I didn't go to the orientation where they showed him how to feed her and everything. My babies were all healthy, full term. And all I can do was say, uh, okay. <laughs> so part of me was like, oh, Hercules, Hercules, I get a baby. I love <laughs> babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I live and breathe for babies. But then the other side said, oh my gosh, what the heck? What? I don't even know. I didn't do the training. How do you feed her? I mean, does she use the plastic lining? I mean, I just, but I realized I had to, that was inside. I was going through all of that, but I realized (laughs) I had to stay cool and calm because I saw that they needed our help. You know, the thing was always to keep Tab calm. She had not had her surgery yet. Oh, Yeah. So, okay, we, we took, we took, we took Molly home, my husband and I, in Los Angeles, we had a condo here, and so, which, uh, oh my gosh, God just, he just prepares everything. I look back and how he strategically had me retire, how we bought this condo for our kids for college, we had refurbished it, it hadn't been more than two, three weeks, and now here I am living there with Molly. But my husband was there for the first 30 days. So we were taking Molly back and forth to see her mom. One of the nurses said, I don't think it's a good idea to bring the baby here. Uh, just, you know, for safety, uh, any type of viruses or anything that might be there. And it was like, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, I know how it feels to have a baby. And then, and then to, to have it taken, your child taken away. And now you can't see him, her again. So I would then send a blanket I put it in a Ziploc bag so you can still smell. There's nothing like it. Oh, how sweet. So you can imagine every three hours I was feeding her. So, you know, I wasn't getting much sleep. Uh. (laughs) But one night she was just looking at me and then she started smiling. You know how you feel like babies have that little gas, like they'll smile and then it'll go away. But it was a smile that endured. And then all of a sudden I felt the presence of God in that room and Molly, I would look down at her and it almost weirded me out. It's like, okay, it's okay. And I looked at this baby who was just staring in my eyes and she was just smiling. And I felt in my spirit that it said, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Tell them about God's promise to you. 
Oh gosh, yes. I was listening to Joyce Meyer. She's one of my uh, most favorite uh, devotional speakers. And she talked about, you know, God giving you double for your trouble and for your storms. And like, I really felt peace with that truth. And I really felt like, all right, however God shows up, it's going to be okay. You know, my future is going to be okay. And so I, I didn't feel like it was the end of the road for me. I knew that it was going to be a long road and a long journey, but I didn't feel done. Like I, I knew there was more to it. Um, but at that point, I didn't understand that double for your trouble can mean a lot of things. And <laughs> I feel like God's blessing and his favor on my life and those around me, it's just been, it's just phenomenal and just so beautiful. And now I, I'm stand here with you today and I have two children. I have my daughter, of course, Molly, and I have mm-hmm. my son, Niall, who's mm-hmm. 15 months. Um, and my pregnancy with him went so well. Mm-hmm. I, um, so I would like to say he's a COVID baby, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was um, blessed to, my husband was actually home with me. Of course, he was working remote during COVID mm-hmm. as most people. So he could, he was home to monitor me throughout the whole pregnancy and kind of see if I was acting strange and mm-hmm. um, which was so comforting. And um, I had energy-ish-ish until the last you know month or so, which is pretty <laughs> normal. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I never was sick never passed out. Uh, I just beautiful pregnancy. Um, I'm just so happy that I, God gave me uh, strength to not have fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if I have fear, right, I definitely had fear, but I've learned that in the midst of fear, you have to do it afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't allow yourself to stop and yeah. be, you know, barricaded by that feeling, you know, yes. because emotions are fickle. And I couldn't imagine one day when I'm in heaven, looking at my life, envisioning and, and seeing that I could have had this beautiful son and mm. him not being there, you know, in my physical because of fear. Mm-hmm. Listen to my daughter. You go, girl. Your mama proud of you. <laughs> I'm so happy. My God, Life is so good. Like my husband mm-hmm. and I, we're just like two peas in a pod. Um, yes. I have a great career, great yes. home. Like I really, yes. really can't complain. So. I love it. And I have to tell you, so we're just a family of girls. So this little Nile here, <laughs> oh my God, we don't know what to do with Nile. He's so dreamy. <laughs> he just love on you one minute. And next, he's like, bam, bam, with a bat. Bam, bam, bam. Uh-huh. You know, and so I'm just thankful for Molly and Nile and to watch them so loving. Their mm-hmm. relationship is really beautiful. Wow. It's been amazing to hear your story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you for allowing us. If you think about your kids listening or your family listening, is there anything you would like to say to them or to anyone else? You're not promised a beautiful life. You're not promised rainbows and kisses and sunshine. Even if you feel like you haven't done anything wrong and you feel like you're not deserving of it because life happens. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong, but you have to make sure that you have a solid foundation. So when things do crack, because they will crack, that you don't fall. Absolutely. And that you don't sink into that pit because it's really easy to go there, you know, but yeah. you got to make sure you have that strong foundation and that, you know, is your faith. That's your family. That's your friends. That's your loved ones, period. And so I think that would be my biggest takeaway in life. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you're girded up. Mm-hmm. Because when that time comes, you're going to definitely need to lean. Mm-hmm.
very heavily on that. And just always be thankful to have a, a heart of gratitude in every way, every avenue, every step that you make, just be thankful for the little things. And to not be scared to speak up and to share because everyone's going through something. Mm-hmm. No struggle is more than the other. You know, we all can learn from each other in our conversations of vulnerability and sharing. And then also too, especially to young women, like I've, I've always had a heart for young women, just be really wise with your decisions of who you decide to marry and build a future with. If that's, you know, the track that you want to go down because it plays a huge part. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I didn't listen to my parents when I was 16 and doing all this stuff and sleeping around or whatever, mm-hmm. like I've had this tumor. So I, I, I don't know what would have happened if I was 16, 15 or whatever, going through all of this mm-hmm. versus 28 married with a solid mm-hmm. foundation. So just be wise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You are wise beyond your years. Yes, she is. <laughs> my old soul. <laughs> yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Mom, do you have anything? Oh man, Jeff. I just, yeah, I, I just see life. You hear people talk about life as a journey. It's an unpredictable journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't really spend a lot of time looking back. So it's kind of spent therapeutic just to be able to talk about all of this now. Mm-hmm. When I look back, it's just to learn and it's to be grateful. But my focus is forward because I am so encouraged because what we have endured has given me so much strength. I really do believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he's already proven it to us. Mm-hmm. So if you get anything out of this, it'll be more than okay. Molly has been a joy. Tabitha is healthy. You know, our family is stronger uh, because of all of this. Our faith is stronger. So get ready, get ready, get ready. That's what T.D. Jakes would say. Get ready, get ready, get ready. (laughs) Get ready, stay ready. (laughs) Right, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Right. Thank you for this opportunity, Barbara and Vicki. And we uh, just just yeah. elated to be able to share this and hopefully we'll be a help to others out there. So just thank you. Uh, yeah, I echo the same. Like this has been wonderful and therapeutic in so many ways. And so mm-hmm. thank you for giving us a platform to share God's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a blessing. Another mm-hmm. blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We need this message Mm -hmm. so badly in our world. And and I'm inspired Mm -hmm. to be stronger too. Oh, thank you. Our podcast is, we named it Stronger in the Broken Places because we really believe that is what life's journey is about. Yes. Strengthening us. Mm -hmm. Strengthening Mm -hmm. our soul. Yes. Yep. To share this with a mother and a daughter Uh, who had a different journey from ours, but the love is the same, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love is universal. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. I can't wait to come hug you, Tabitha, in the other room. Barb, I am inspired. Their faith is more than words. It is action. Absolutely. It's the comfort, too, of being held 
not just by loved ones and family, but by a greater power. Mm-hmm. And hearing Tabitha call Tony mommy really touched me. Oh, it was so sweet. It tenderized my heart each time. (laughs) They both have such presence. As you said, our story is different, but the love is the same. And what Tony said, to look back only to learn and be grateful, really resonated with me. Oh, yeah, me too. What a beautiful way to end 2022. It has been another interesting year. Interesting and challenging. (laughs) (laughs) But I still feel we're here at this time for some purpose, if only to reveal the truth with our little lanterns. (laughs) I love that image. Just a small glow, but enough to light the way through these dark times. Yeah. And Barb, I'm so glad we spent the last couple years creating something together. Me too. And this is our holiday gift to you, our listener. May you also have a heart of gratitude and always feel that loving support. Happy holidays to our listeners around the world. See you in 2023. Stay tuned to hear what's next for the two of us. I love you. I love you more. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Find us on social media at Free Yourself Through. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. We are not medical or legal experts. We share our journey only to entertain and inform. So until next time, remember to listen to each other and be kind.